Regular listeners of our Aliens Explored podcast might have realised by now that Stu has a bit of a thing about crop circles. Last weekend he went off on a crop circle hunt in Wiltshire without me. He took his friend Amy instead. So this week's podcast is going to be a bit different from the usual. Anyway, it's always nice to see Amy, who will be joining us on the show, and I'm looking forward to hearing about what they discovered down in Crop Circle Central. This week's podcast is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week, Israel. Israel has signed up to our Patreon, and it's with his support that we are able to keep this show on the road. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aliens explored. We have all sorts of reward schemes at various levels of support, and I'm sure you will find something that's right for you. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, ETs, gremlins, strange weird things creeping out of the woodwork. And speaking of which, I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. And it's not just the two of us today, is it? Because we are joined by Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi, hi. So, so good of you to join us today. Now, many of our listeners, um, those who listen to Tales from the Twenty Side, will of course know you as Della Thornbury. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed many of our many of our listeners also follow star trek adventures as well um so lieutenant davok in the uh star trek adventures role play game that we stream live every fortnight so yeah. yes listeners it is that amy that amy right <laughs> but you have quite a recognizable voice anyway don't you amy yeah it's pretty irritating isn't it <laughs> <laughs> shrill <laughs> Raspy. Yes, that's why you keep getting invited <laughs> onto podcasts, it's because it's irritating. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're you're here with us today because um we had an amazing weekend out in Wiltshire, did we not? Crop circle chasing, my favorite thing. My favorite did. thing. So help help us out here. Prior to um I'll say prior to Aliens Explored, what did you know or not know about crop circles? I knew very little. It's probably come up in documentaries and things that I've probably watched on YouTube, but nothing that I could like specifically call to mind and say, this is what a crop circle is. 
was very much a, a new thing for me. Right, right, okay. So, I mean, I, I bang on about them quite passionately um, mm. and at length when people will let me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a very, very brave thing when you said you wanted to see some crop circles. Uh, so let's let's tell Neil um, let's let's tell Neil about them in order that we saw them. I think that would be the the best way forward. Um, so the first one we went to see. What were your first impressions with that one? Oh, so that one uh, we saw was it's like a almost a three circle. It was like a circle with two other circles either side of it. It had already been harvested, um, but you could still see the pattern that it was meant to be forming. So you weren't trampling drops, you were just walking across stubble, but you could still, the the pattern was there, still there. So a big circle and a little circle either side. Well, yeah, so they were were connected to the circles to the left and the right. They weren't fully spherical because they were merged with the circle. yeah. If if you imagine what looks like a three-dimensional image made with a single line that makes three circles. Okay. Um, this, uh, for our listeners who want to Google such things, this was the uh, crop circle this year, 2022, um, that was first reported around the middle of July. Uh, and was in Lay Wood near Devizes. Um, now, just to, to quite, you say it had been harvested. It, it has certainly been cut, and it had been cut very, very short by the farmer. Um, and, and farmers sometimes do this to put people off well, doing exactly what we did, basically. Well, it's just called harvesting a crop, isn't it? Um, it is, but, but he'd left the outside of the circle, hadn't he? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, it was cut much shorter than you get with harvesting as well. So he destroyed it. He, he destroyed the crop circle, basically, mm. while leaving the rest of the crops untouched. Now, we've we've talked about crop circles before, where there's actually a real danger that um, they will invite vis- they, they will um, incite visitors to come and trample all over the crops, coming to see the crop circle, so causing yes. quite some damage to farmers' crops. Which, and cost exactly, and and by that turn, I can understand why a farmer is going to destroy a crop circle. It, it's um, yeah, they're putting off people coming and tramp- trampling the crops and destroying their revenue, basically. Um, mm. So I so I do get that, um, but looking around at the evidence in this particular crop circle, um, I was. I, I was personally a little disappointed to find that it didn't have any of the trademarks that you normally see in what I always term genuine crop circles or non-man-made crop circles. Um, I was looking for certain size. I'd, I'd had a suspicion because to me it was quite a small crop circle. So, in fact, Amy, that that that's a good point. To me, that was a really small crop circle, that very first one. Did it seem small to you? Were you expecting something much bigger or? When, as it was the first one that I'd seen, when I saw it, I thought it was quite big. Um, But I did, where it was located, which was not far off a path and quite visible from like quite a local walk, 
nearby. Mm-hmm. Seems a bit of a convenient location to have one. Yes. I thought, mm. um, especially after seeing the other ones as well, like how tucked away they were in comparison. Mm. So, wh- how how big was it? I mean, how how far across would you say one of the circles mm. was? Was that diameter? We measured it, didn't we? We did. Um, the mm. radius of each circle was approximately fifty six foot. Okay, and, and that's what you call a small circle. Yes. A small yes. circle. Okay. So just over 100 thing... foot from top to bottom and about 300 foot across. Give it a take. Mm. Give it a take. Because, I, I mean, before I'd heard of the crop circle phenomenon, I had noticed sometimes going past farmland that I would see what looked like that, that some of the crops have been randomly flattened in a sort of circular or a sort of spiral kind of effect. And um, someone told me that was caused by tornadoes because apparently – in England, so between London and Birmingham, we have more tornadoes than they have in Kansas. They're just a bit smaller. You know, they, they don't destroy homes and suck, suck away people and cows. They just um, mess your crops about a bit. Yeah. So tornadoes. That, that'll be have, a really, so you're talking about something about 10 feet in diameter, maybe. Yeah, tornadoes have been um, ascribed as a potential cause for crop circles. Hmm. But you can see that it was done in a sort of spiral. You can see it had been done by something that, like <laughs> the, the, yeah. the cross, crops have been whisked. Yes, well, well, doing that with planks, like basically planks and <coughs> under your feet mm. and a bit of rope, you know, will do that mm. as well. Um, okay, but yeah, um, that was the first one. So, and we also met quite an interesting character as well, didn't we, Amy? Yes. We did. We weren't the only people hunting. No, met a, mm. a German chap, a nice, friendly chap uh, called Dieter, um, mm-hmm. was also looking for the crop circle as well as we were searching for it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that quite surprised you, didn't it, to find other people? I know it certainly surprised Rick, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did him. And um, I think. I, I don't know. I guess um, you mentioned that there hadn't been that many this year mm. and there weren't too many reported when we went out to have a look. So it would make sense that the likelihood of bumping into somebody else also looking for the same thing would go up. But, um, yeah, I don't know what I was ex- if I was expecting to see someone else. I think it's nice that we did, though. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Did, did you did you take any measurements with your Geiger counter or anything like that? That was my job. I had. <laughs> oh, was it okay? Yeah, I did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nah. Okay. Yeah, Amy. No Amy was operating the Geiger counter. I was. Uh, I had the EMF reader. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't. Yeah, there was there was nothing um, from the beach. It's quite you know. You don't expect to find things, but you never know. Occasionally, you do get something. Hmm. Very occasionally. That that would be inside the crop circle, and then the reading would just immediately drop when you step outside the circle. That's a, with that sort of precision. Sometimes that. Sometimes it tails off as you move away from hmm. the circle. It, it, sometimes it, there's just, as we found, just nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of bit of everything, really. Hmm. 
Mm. Um, now, the next crop circle we went to see, uh, well, we didn't actually go and see in the end, did we? We sent the drone up to find it, mm. uh, discovered that it had also been one that, it was one that had been cut down by the farmer. Um, and, and also, once we sent the drone up, we then discovered that actually the farmer was actively discouraging people from going and looking so we we, we scratched that one off but then Is we went stood to there with his stood there with his shotgun because <laughs> so, i mean actually think of it, it it is early to harvest cross crops isn't it yeah well, I, mean, I, I don't i don't know what 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 i always thought crops were harvested around september time we we funnily enough well august normally um ends your harvest festival stuff um hmm. It, that that comes at the end of harvest, but but yeah, August mm. would be normal. In fact, we noticed, didn't we, Amy, uh, as we're driving through Wiltshire, a lot of the fields had been harvested. That led to a conversation. I was uh, confused as to why they would be harvesting so early. You had a couple of theories, didn't you, Amy? Yeah, I just assume that it's due to lack of supplies, though. So. With the mm. world situation, so I think it's more of a need than a. Hmm. But you know, I, I, earlier. Yeah, you know, I thought certain crops they they won't have grown enough, will they? You, you'll you'll be harvesting something that's just worthless. Well, my it's, thinking was the more it grows, the more of it there'll be. But I don't, yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't I know thought, enough about farming. Certain plants have to reach a certain maturity. Maybe, maybe if they were growing, growing their own little hemp farm going, <laughs> or the poppy poppy fields, yeah, we've got to harvest this quick. <laughs> well, the, the vast majority um, this year around Wiltshire was uh, wheat and barley. It, it mm. was just wheat and barley, as far as the eye could see, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, so then we went on to Hack Pen Hill, and. Uh, well, we arrived at another um, another crop circle where the entire field had been, and it had been harvested that time, hadn't it? It, it wasn't that yeah. he cut it short. So he'd left, did, did, the farmer had clearly left the crop circle un, relatively untouched, but he had harvested the field. Amy, why, why don't you tell us what your thoughts were on that? Mm, so this one was a lot bigger than the first one that we saw. Uh, it was arranged, uh, did it have 10 triangles? It was, yes. Within it? Yes. yes. And I, I can't recall if this was a circle or a hexagon shape. It, it was a circle with a the circle. 10 triangles arranged inside it. So the, the triangles themselves made a circle. Mm. Yeah, so that, yeah, so that one. So, um, so like teeth inside a, a, a wheel? Kind, kind of. of. Yeah, they're like. They were like isosceles. No, they weren't. They were random triangles. They weren't. Hmm. They were the same, but they weren't um, like equilateral triangles. They weren't equilateral triangles. They were the, you know, when you get the long edge on one side and then evenly spaced on the other two? Yeah. Like that, but on their side. Isn't isosceles Hmm. got a right angle in it? Oh, it might be. That's. It's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm um, trying to remember the name of these particular ones. I can't remember them now. 
But yeah, yeah. Um, um, it was like short squat but, triangles, but they were on the side and then arranged like like you would arrange Pringles nicely around a plate. Mm. Yes, and um, mm. in the middle of that one, there was a little pile of stones and a feather that had been left there. Um, but Stu pointed out in this particular one, contrary to the other one that we saw on the first time, that the way that the crop had bent was different. Yes. Well, like, the, yeah, tell the, us how it had... Mm. So in the first one that we'd seen, um, it appeared that the... I think the first one was wheat, wasn't it? And that appeared just sort of bent in random locations, somewhat near mm. near the base, but it was all just random creases within the crop. Whereas in the second one we actually saw, um, all of those ones that we pulled out, we could see that they were bent at the little, like, nodule bit somewhere near the base and there in some of them there was like a little hole um, but it all looked like it was blown out and they were all sort of bent at the same angle from this mm. one particular place whereas in the first one it was all sort of pickledy pickledy everywhere yeah okay, so, so they weren't, yeah. the crops weren't creased they weren't they weren't broken at all well i mean they were broken afterwards but 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 the mm. bend itself was just, as, as Amy says, on this node. And it was so strong, the node. I, I was getting pieces of the crop and, and bending it, wasn't I, Amy? Mm. And it wasn't yes. breaking on the node. It was breaking elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, it was very strong in that spot. Mm. And um, to all the same angle? Yeah. Did you measure the angle? Didn't have a protractor. When you held them up mm. together, there was—I think there was a couple we found that had a bit of a stronger angle. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so majority of get, them were the same. Um, you'd get basically shading within the crop circle, where s- some parts of the cr- the circle will be at a sharper angle than others, and that creates a shading effect. Okay. But certainly think, within uh, a specific section all the angles are at the same and all the same direction as well mm, yes hmm so a sort of spiral yes well that's enough that spiral just a lot of lines concentric rings yeah and Interesting, you, Amy mentioned the, the stones and the feather at the centre of the circle. A, a lot of people do this when they visit um, crop circles. They'll leave a little offering hmm. of interesting stones, usually flint because that's quite easily found uh, round chalk areas like Wiltshire. Uh, Calkins, they're called. Hmm. Um, or chalk babies. Uh, the little pieces of flint, and uh, yeah, and and the feather, yeah, that's that's people making an offering to whatever it is that created the circle, or to the circle itself. It's hard to tell. But that one mm. was um, approximately eight to six foot diameter. Radius. Radius. Sorry, Radi- radius. Eighty-six foot radius. Yeah. Blimey! So that would be a fair bit of work for someone with a bit of rope and a plank, wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, even the first yes, one would be a fair bit of work for someone with a bit of rope on a plank. Oh, and uh, next to a busy road as well. 
Yeah. Hmm. And from there, we saw the final crop circle that we visited for the day, didn't we? It, it yeah. looked down on it. Yeah, so on the way back from that one, just looked like sort of down the hill, we could see the other one. And this one, um, this was a bunch of circles. This was, was it Love Backwards in ASCII? Yes. So this was a number of different circles that formed almost like a W shape. Some of these circles were open and some were closed. And some clever person had worked out that it translated into ASCII code. And if you read it backwards, it, sp it spelled the word love. <laughs> now, I find that a bit bizarre and strange and hard to explain. But the great thing about that particular uh, crop circle, so this was the oldest crop circle that we went to see that day. Um, it, it predated the one that we had just seen that had been harvested by about 10 days in terms yeah. of reporting. Um, but it was unharvested. So it was, it, it had clearly been walked in by people and, you know, the act of walking in a crop circle breaks the the corn um mm. breaks the, the 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 crop um but yeah tell us tell us about that one then amy yeah so that one um yes yeah, so that one was still up it took us a little while of finding it because it was quite hard to see mm. from um, the side that we were walking down but we found it eventually and so that one um the circles were much smaller in that one and like you said it was arranged in a sort of m shape so you'd have sort of three or four circles going up and then three or four going down and then back and mm. down. Um, and those ones, the the crop was laid down either clockwise or anti-clockwise around the circle. So some of them were completely flat and then some of them still had the middle up, so they were open or closed. And, yeah, that one had, had a bit of a strange feeling through it when you walked through the first sort of area. There was an area with two, two circles down felt a bit sort of strange to walk through nothing too adverse or anything like that but yeah just a, a bit of a something compared to the other two um, what, what so what, what kind of a, a feeling oh you know just like a little bit of a goosebump but not quite okay um, and, but and, we were definitely in full sun <laughs> and you're sure it's spelled out love and not live or live on the uh, I don't know. I read that off the Intel. Okay. Because if they got, got that wrong from. and, and mm. you're reading it backwards, that spells evil. Exactly. <laughs> so, so maybe what you yeah. felt was the presence of the Dark Lord of the Abyss breathing That's down it. your neck and, 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 and getting your address to come and terrorise you at some later stage. <laughs> and followed you home. Is that what it felt like? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just look out the window. It's quite hot outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tar pit's bubbling. Yeah, Dante would feel inspired. Well, I, <laughs> I, I too got um, a, a spiritual vibe, a, a feeling in that particular. Well, they, well, actually, I got a physical feeling uh, from mm. it. I also got goosebumps. Um, had palpitations, but I also felt really energized and. Like almost like I'd just been given a shot of adrenaline. Wow. 
Um, it really, I didn't last very long, and it was it was just after I'd come into the the formation. Um, but yeah, it, it was really interesting. So yeah, each of the circles was either anti-clockwise or clockwise, but we couldn't seem to see any pattern to that, could we, Amy? No. So we did go through, but it wasn't like one way, then the other way, then one way, then the other way. It was sort of every so often there would be two ways that were the same in the row, I think. Mm. Um, and and it's not like all the closed ones were clockwise and all the open ones were anti-clockwise or anything like that. There didn't just didn't seem to be a pattern that we could discern. Mm. Mm. I need to ask you about your T-shirts, too. Does that represent a crop circle? Uh, it actually represents Avebury Stone Circle. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's a a uh, stylized version, but I got it from the Avebury Henge shop. So shout out to the Avebury Henge shop folk. That's a, that's and an interesting T-shirt. Nice spiral. I like it. It looks. Uh, it, it 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 reminds me of a tunnel. Yeah. So, do you remember that program, Time Tunnel? I do remember so, the Time Tunnel uh, <laughs> when they would throw themselves at this spinning spiral and suddenly become flattened. Yeah, yeah. and and they would end <laughs> up in, on the Titanic. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that doesn't make very good radio talking about no. <laughs> my TV. Talking about TV. So yeah, so that was, uh, and again, it's worth mentioning that final one we saw the crops were bent at those nodes mm. yeah. just like the one we had seen previously. Um, but it was in it was in really good condition, especially to say it, it must have been 40 weeks, uh, sorry, 40, 40 weeks, 40 days since it had first been reported. And, and the crop had been harvested, had it? No, the no. last one it hadn't. Oh, okay. Mm. So that was that was great to see. Absolutely, mm. really, really good quality one uh, to end on. Got a, got a nice order of different ones to see. So the first one we think is clearly man-made, quite small, cut mm. down. The second one's completely harvested but has some other indications and then the third one being completely upright still with only a little bit of previous traffic visible. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you could yeah. see where people had walked in it. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to throw the quote. So I, I'm, I'm quite vehement and passionate and and opinionated about crop circles. I mm. am firmly of the belief that the genuine ones are not man-made. Mm. Having now seen them for yourself, Amy, mm. would you concur with that? Would you? on the side of caution where, where would you sit with that I believe that there are definitely ones that people make yeah. because of course they would why wouldn't you Yes. Um, as to the ones that aren't so obviously man made um, I, I feel like there would be a reasonable explanation to explain how they happen in a way that doesn't isn't as something that we could easily replicate. However, that, what that explanation could be, I have no idea. So mm. I'm quite open-minded as to what that could actually turn out to be, whether that's just some weather that could just flatten it just so and that's how it is, or perhaps it's just 
something particularly wrong with that crop so it grows in a weird way and it just turns out into a pattern that we recognize i don't know or something else the the, the bit i have trouble believing is that people are still people still find it entertaining to go out and make a crop circle i mean i can understand how at the start yeah there's a couple of guys going out with a bit of rope and a plank and make them, but really are, are people still doing that yes every year yes. And, and, i mean it must be a sort of country thing is it it's uh well, no, it's like no, that, it's like graffiti. You know, you might as well say, "Well, why would anyone graffiti?" And all you've got is fields. Yeah, but uh, some people do it because yeah. they believe they're creating art. Some people do it just for the attention, or for the. Some people hmm. do it to test themselves to prove that they can do it. There are lots of reasons hmm. why, and and there are some professional crop circle makers out there who who do it okay. for money, who will, you know, like do it for film and TV and things or, or like actually, that. Yeah, wasn't there a Weetabix advert that someone had there turned was, the entire field into a? There was, and I visited that uh, that very crop circle as it was being made. It was uh, just opposite Silbury Hill in mm. Yorkshire, uh, and yeah, the. As it was being made, I also know it took them three days to make it with mm. heavy machinery working all day. Mm. So the idea mm. of a couple of blokes with planks doing it in the middle of the night. <laughs> nah. Yeah, it just seems yeah. like a lot of effort and a lot of... Because like when, when you see them, they do look really quite precise. Like There isn't too much that shows out of line and while I can understand mm. that it could be relatively easy to do with a stick and a bit of string or whatever um, I feel like that's a lot of effort to go through just to annoy some farmers and have something that people might not see so mm. there must be something behind it but yeah I don't know what that could be Have you ever come across one before that's as easily translatable that's actually written in ASCII code? The, the well, I can't. I I don't speak ASCII uh, myself. Hmm. So there there are um, there are really intelligent, very very clever people who look at the designs and see meaning to them. Sometimes I'm really impressed at what meaning they get out of it. Sometimes hmm. I read the meanings and I think they're looking for meaning when perhaps there might not be. Um, mm. But a lot of it is, um, in terms of meaning, in terms of translation, a lot of it is is mathematical. There, there was one, um, I think it was earlier this year, right at the beginning, um, that looked to me just like a series of lines with the odd small circle sort of dotted about at various points on it. Apparently, it was a visual representation of pi. Okay. Um, and and you know, someone goes to like you know paragraphs and paragraphs to explain why it's a visual representation of pi, which Surely, is like way beyond my so, level of understanding. But isn't isn't the circle just a representation of pi? Well, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely <laughs> argue that. Um, but yeah. Um, so. I'm an absolute believer there's an intelligence behind these crop circles that are not man-made. Obviously, yes, some are man-made, no question, but the ones that aren't, 
there's an intelligence behind it. Amy, you're sounding very on the fence. Yeah, I, I just don't know. So I wouldn't be able to rule out any kind of possibility. But my general feeling is there's generally a terrestrial explanation for most things. So It usually is. There usually is. What about you, Neil? Have we intrigued you? Uh, you've intrigued me. Um, it's nice that you've taken someone like Amy along with you who isn't uh, an out-and-out believer like no. you who's prepared to, yeah, but, but is prepared to concede, yeah, I've, n- I've no idea how this was made or what it was made by, and there's more to it than just flattened crops. Mm. But, again, it, as we say, a UFO doesn't necessarily mean a flying saucer, does it? It just means <laughs> something identified. And, and that's what this is. It's a strange phenomenon, and we don't know mm. what causes it. And, I mean, you could suppose extraterrestrials, but it could be something else that we just don't know about. Yeah, the whole association between UFOs and crop circles, I think, is an incredibly tenuous link to start hmm. with. Anyway, all I can say, and, and all I can say, I believe, is that there is an intelligence at work now that that's not hmm. man. I mean, didn't didn't someone once theorise that the crops have been flattened by a landing flying saucer or? Yeah, that Flattened. was back in the 1960s, uh, Warminster, because you get a lot of UFOs um, around Warminster because it's close to a, an Air Force base. Mm. And you always get UFO sightings around Air Force bases because people see things and they don't know what they are. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was just it was a random report who just said, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's the landing marks from a from a UFO," mm. and that was it. People have made the association ever since. Hmm. Hmm. But there we go. What do you think, though, listeners? Do you have you visited a crop circle? If so, what did you think? Uh, do let us know via the usual means. Um, if you haven't visited a crop circle, let us know what you think anyway. We just love hearing what people think. Um, you can email us and tell us at aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can contact us on Facebook and on Twitter by searching Aliens Explored, or if you are one of our very exclusive and very special Patreon patrons, you get exclusive access to our Discord server where you can chat with like-minded people and maybe even share some photos. And uh, do you know what? There might even be some video footage coming out soon from my little trip into Wiltshire with Amy, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Join us next time, though, when we will be talking about a key figure in ufology history, Luis Elizondo. Mm. Probably a name you've not heard of, Neil. Um, I haven't, no. Nope. No, so I'm going to go and look him up. We will be doing the research and finding out all about Lewis in the next episode. So join us for that. In the meantime, keep watching those fields in Wiltshire, in Hampshire, wherever you live. And of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. 
Music by Darren Mafuchi and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. 